You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, everyone. I'm back. It has been, my producer Mark and I were talking, it's been maybe two or three months since I've been on Pet Life Radio. I had to take a little sabbatical, but I'm back. It's great to be back. We have a great show today. Truly one of my all-time favorite dog people. His name is Randy Grimm. He is the founder of Stray Rescue here in St. Louis, where I live. But before we get to Randy, you know I always do a shout-out before the show. Normally, it's to a special dog or cat. However, today, it is for a special organization. It's called Muttville. They're in the San Francisco area. Yesterday, San Francisco Mayor Ed Lee, he proclaimed yesterday, May 10th, Muttville Senior Dog Rescue Day. So a big shout-out to Sherry Franklin. She started Muttville in 2007. Since that time, they have rescued 1,000 senior dogs and found loving home for them. So, shout out to Sherry Franklin and Muttville. You know, I cannot stress enough how important it is to rescue a dog, and particularly senior dogs, because, as you know, they are so often some of the last dogs to be adopted out of shelters. So, you know how wonderful they are. So, If you have a chance, if you could open your heart, rescue a senior dog. And one man who knows all about rescues is Randy Grimm. We're going to talk to him right after this short break. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Buster. You're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition. I guarantee it. Petco. With healthy pets go. Enter the code SASSY10, S-A-S-S-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order, no minimum, at Petco.com. Whether they're big, small, hairy, or whatever, you're going to need gear for your feet. And Kids Foot Locker's got all the great shoes and gear that'll get you in the game. Go to kidsfootlocker.com. Enter the code AFSAS1KF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFSAS2KF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at kidsfootlocker.com. And cover those funky feet. Like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website petliferadio.com. Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. 
Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win with Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and win with dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Sassy Seniors. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and I am so pleased to have one of my homies joining us today because I'm based out of St. Louis, and Randy Grimm is the founder of Stray Rescue St. Louis, and you don't even have to live in the St. Louis area to know who Randy is because he has had national and worldwide attention for the work that he has done with strays. He will go above and beyond to get a stray dog and rescue that dog. And Randy, I just can't say enough about you. Welcome to... Oh, I, like I love show. you too. I got to start out oh, with Oh, it's great to be here. Well, okay. first of all, you, you have uh, the no-kill shelter here in St. Louis. And can you share with our listeners, for the few people who may not know, how you actually started out? Because you were a former flight attendant. <laughs> the worst flight attendant. <laughs> the world's I, worst flight attendant. I can imagine you they, actually I found, flight attendant. I found out later I was hired only because everyone felt sorry for me. Because <laughs> back then I was so shy. And I was like the tallest flight attendant and biggest guy they ever, they ever hired. And so I felt like a giant on those planes. Well, you are a big guy. So, you are very tall. I'm big bone. Big well, I say I say I'm I say I'm a big bone person too, but I ask, do you think because you were shy, is that why you have such um, a great connection with dogs? Well, not really. It really started when I was a child because um, I had an abusive father, and uh, my escape starting at the age of God about five was stealing all the tuna and milk from the house and lifting up the sewers, and I grew up in Washington, D.C., and the uh, the sewer system there is a lot different than in St. Louis, where, you know, it's like a 50-pound sewer lid that would take me about an hour to get off, and then you have to climb really far deep down, and I would just sit in the sewer and feed uh, uh, stray cats, and, uh, and just, to get, just to get away from it all, and uh, once one winter we had 18 inches of snow and me and my brother found this bones in our setter that we thought was dead in the, uh, in, you know, deep down in the snow and we carried him home and we put him in front of the fireplace and, uh, and actually that was, I think that's when I first learned about empathy because mm-hmm. I looked in his eyes and I saw fear and, and I thought, boy, I can relate to how, this dog is feeling, and um, and then I realized whenever I brought a stray home, it was the one time it brought our family together. So mm-hmm. I think a shrink would say, 
I think I know why you do this, Randy, because, you know, the happiest times in your childhood only consisted of animals. And, yeah. uh, and it really did. But I did want to see the world, so I signed up back to, back in the day when they actually fed you and everything. Back when it was real work, but uh, (laughs) uh, and I and I would uh, be flying, and there was no security for us at all. And um, back way before nine eleven, this is in the early eighties, and I um, I was uh, uh, and I was born in France, so I was uh, doing a lot of the. I know a lot of people don't. That much. <laughs> Actually, I speak it quite well when I'm there. It's weird, but when I'm here, I forget everything. You go but, back and uh, do Louis accents. <laughs> far, far. I know, exactly. but, uh, when I, <laughs> but when I was flying, I started seeing all these strays, especially in Istanbul. And, um, you know, I'd be sitting there eating, and I'd have like 100 cats on me, and uh, stray dogs all around me and ended up just feeding them and I just started bringing them back and I had a whole racket going with the flight attendants and pilots and customs and I, you, if you were on my flight you would know because like two or three bathrooms were always not working but mm-hmm. you could hear noises coming from in there so you, you <laughs> and that was my flight really you would bring dogs and cats no. Wow. Yeah, and I knew I was going to be fired because I kept getting in trouble for it. And and I knew that I did. The only thing I liked about being a fire tenant was to travel. I'm I'm not, you know, the biggest uh, outgoing people person, and I and I prefer the company of dogs. So I uh, I knew I had to leave, and I did. And that, but all of that combined, accidentally found stray rescue when. Um, a journalist once heard about some weird guy that, and this is like <laughs> 20 years ago, a <laughs> weird guy that goes into the very impoverished uh, areas of the city and where the highest crime rates are and rescues the dogs that are barely surviving on the street. And, you know, uh, I first heard about you, Randy, when I first moved to St. Louis, and I heard about this guy who was going into East St. Louis, Illinois, and, and rescuing these dogs. I'm like, who is this guy? Oh, I, I still go there, too. It's my weekends is, is over there, and then the weekdays is the north side, usually. And uh, But the east side is where there's lots of packs of feral dogs, and that's one of my favorite things to do is to watch the packs. Uh, triage them to, you know, as they start, you know, going down. Their average lifespan is uh, less than two years. But there's, we're up to third and fourth generation feral packs of dogs over there. There truly is tens of thousands of, of dogs on the east side that are, you know, just wow. living, surviving on the streets. And I, so that became a real love of mine. And that journalist that wrote about me, it became a book called The Man Who Talks to Dogs. And that's when my life made a huge change and that was where I I actually went to a shrink to help me become more outgoing because I had to make a decision. I was getting that 15 minutes of fame that some, you know, that Mm -hmm. people get, um, not like Paris Hilton fame, but 15 minutes of fame (laughs) that I thought. And I had, I mean, I knew I had to, uh, you know, I had a choice. I can go get help and Mm -hmm. take that and use it to help more dogs or stay in my comfort zone. And the thought of, I feel like I can achieve almost anything when it's helping the animals. But And so I, Sister Rescue just was born from that 
book, and then I wrote a couple books since, but, you know, everybody asks me, did you have a business plan? And I go, my business plan really was whatever the needs of the animals were. That's it. Mm-hmm. They had no, um, and if we had the money. Right. And so that was, that's it. That was Randy's business plan, even though I've had to write fake business plans for grants. <laughs> Don, you know, I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, you just want to write it's the needs of the community. It's not so much. It's not so complex. Well, can you share with our listeners, because, you know, we have listeners from all over who are listening to this, as you know, when it comes to radio and podcasts and stuff like that. So it's not just in the St. Louis area, but you turned what you were doing, you know, getting stray dogs from other countries and bringing them here and from impoverished areas of the St. Louis area. And you have turned it into, you have two no-kill shelters. You have three. more than, oh, I'm sorry. See, three, three no-kill three. shelters. Okay, wait, three. I didn't even know Correct. that. Was, okay. And then you have hundreds of volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> hundreds we have, of volunteers. Uh, we we just hit the 1,000 mark like last week. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, my goodness. No. Well, congratulations <laughs> on that. A few people in my condo building also volunteer for you, by the way. So, I mean, oh, it's awesome. amazing what you have done for a shy guy. You have turned this around, and you have saved countless animals. It happens do- because I love them so much. I mean, I truly do. I mean, that's what makes me tick. I'm not a good administrator, but John Garcia from the TV show Dogtown and Best yes. Friends. Hey, I'm telling you first before we do a press release on it. From Best, best Friends here, Animal here first, Society. Yeah, yeah. He, he's coming to work for me starting June 1st, and he's going to help run everything with me. So he's going to, so I'm real excited to, about that. To St. Louis? Yep. He's moving wow. to St. Louis, and he's going to be. Uh, we're going to be working hand in hand. So, and we've been friends for many years. I get, I've guest started on that show, uh, Dogtown, a couple times. So we've known each other for many years, and uh, and we're like brothers, and we think alike. And uh, so I'm really excited that I I wooed him to wow. to leave Utah and come out to St. Louis. Congratulations! Oh, that is wonderful. Because yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Because you can't do it all yourself, and I know you have, like you said, you have a team <laughs> yeah. of volunteers, but, you know, to have someone like that coming here is quite a feat. Well, you know, you've been featured on Animal Correct. Planet, Nat Geo, Weather Channel, Forbes Magazine, Today Show, USA Today, the list goes on. Yeah, that's the- what always freaks me out, because I don't look at, I, you know, it's, I really, the dog gods must do something, because I don't, <laughs> We, you know, people are like, oh, Randy's in, uh, you know, a media and I'm like, no, you don't trust me. Even in St. Just in St. Louis, I'll have a, 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 on you know any given week. One of the stations comes and says, "Do you have a story for us?" You know, so on a, when there's no like Obama and Laden or whatever being found, you know, <laughs> when there's no big news, they come to me and uh, I not get. And we have an interesting story every day here. So, because oh, yeah. uh, you know, most of the dogs we have here have been shot, burned amputated limbs from human abuse. So it's, you know, we don't have um, many poodles or anything like that. It's the hood dog. Right. Randy, what are some of the strangest places that you've you've actually rescued dogs? Oh, there's so many. I know. Uh, The scariest was an abandoned hospital. And it was real dark, and it felt like I was in an episode of some kind of ghost show. And, uh, (laughs) and, And, you know, when... 
when a pack of dogs just kind of come running down the hall at you, you're going, oh, God, please don't let them kill me. Instead, they were running out of fear, and they just asked me by. That was an odd place. I fell into a, well, I had a climb, I had a, two dogs, two feral dogs and a possum fall into a 20-foot gully, and um, I even rescued the possum. That scared me because I oh never rescued a possum before. So um, they look cute, the but they have, they're have not that kind. And then that was hard. And the other the one was, and that was this was this year, was this uh, poor dog fell into uh, the sewer uh, company, you know, this MSD, uh, fell into one of those vats of sewage and spent the night shredding water in sewage. And, uh, and the chemicals and all that burnt her skin, her eyes. I had to go and, you know, I'm not a big fan of sewage. I don't think anyone is. And get her out of the sewage. You, this is odd, uh, too. Uh, this year, I've rescued three dogs off of rooftops. So Wait, so you actually go on the rooftops? Because it's really rare. You've been doing this for so many I years. I do, and I'm afraid of heights. So I've learned, how, I've learned how not to look down at all. Because once I look down, everything starts shaking, you know. So I'm sorry there's a, a phone ringing in the background. Okay. But, uh, so so the, uh, I don't understand this phone system. I don't trust it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just know how to say hello. So, so a lot of very interesting, you know, uh, my, the scariest is always highway rescues and, uh, you know, you name it, you know, I, I feel it. I always say I think I've seen it all, but every year somebody, you know, something or someone up, up, you know, upstages that, and I've seen something more horrific. So, but I've seen the worst I think I've ever seen. But it was a big story, um, probably eight, seven to ten years back, when a dog named Rick, someone burned him from head to toe. He didn't even look like a dog. And I mean, he when I picked him up, he and he was had a chain that could tow a house around his neck. And when I picked him up, you know, he was just so bloody and full of sores, and he would stick stuck to my shirt. And uh. I remember just crying so hard. And I got him to a VSS, a specialist, and they did plastic surgery on him. It was amazing. And Tony Larusa, the St. Louis Cardinals manager, became a big fan of his, and I. Once Rick was able to leave after many months in the hospital, it was cool to see him run around uh, Bush Stadium uh, with oh. no, you know, all empty. And Tony and I just had a blast with them. So that, you know, that was the most horrific. I have never been able to show the pictures because I don't think anyone could handle it. Yeah, it's amazing. Such a happy ending for Rick and, you know, so many other dogs. It's amazing. Well, that's what kind of makes us unique in a lot of ways, especially on the national level is, you know, uh, it's coming up with solutions and not just putting a dog down because they're injured. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if I was in a car accident and I got my leg broken and my ribs crushed or whatever, I wouldn't want you to put me down. I'd want you to fix it. Right, exactly. With lots of morphine drips going. <laughs> but, uh, and, <laughs> and, you know, the, the dogs are, are, you know, they're, they're, they're I'm really into uh, pain management and mm. VSS, you know, really keeps the pain under control for them. So we, we spend well over a million dollars just on medical. Are you talking a year? A year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, because me... no one we rescue is healthy. I mean, to me, the healthiest dogs that we rescue are heartworm positive dogs. Yeah. That, that's all that's wrong with them. You and truly do sad. get the worst of the worst. You really do. Hey, I want to ask you, we're going to take a quick break. I want to ask you about a couple of things. Senior dogs, because I know you were saying, truly like the average lifespan of dogs who were living on the street, like one to two years old. So I want to ask you about older dogs, which is what I do. And, and which I love. I, I, have my, I have my old girls, my grannies at home. <laughs> and I want to ask you about reality television. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Randy Grimm, founder of Stray Rescue St. Louis. We'll be right back, you guys. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to 1-800-PETMEDS.com forward slash sassy, S-A-S-S-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PETMEDS.com. I play tennis because I love to, but inside, I want to win. Take away the court, the net, I might not be a player, but I'll always be a competitor. Lady Footlocker understands that. Lady Footlocker, the first to carry Adidas off-court shoes and the gear that goes with them. If you play your best, there's no regret. Lady Footlocker, one place, every woman. Go to LadyFootlocker.com and enter the code AFSAS1LF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFSAS2LF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at LadyFootlocker.com. There's a movement afoot. ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code SASSY, S-A-S-S-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet 
Welcome back, everyone, to Sassy Seniors. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and I am here with Randy Grimm, founder of Stray Rescue. He's been sharing all the stories of just truly the countless number of... Can you estimate how many dogs you've rescued through the years? No, you know, I, I, no, I really can't quantify it because um, I get asked that question all the time, but it has to be, you know, well over 10,000 that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I know, I, I know. That I don't, I, and, you know, it's, as soon as I rescue one, I move on to the next one. And mm-hmm. so it's, you know, it's a process that I, I just never been, I, you know, I used to be able to keep count, you know, 20 years ago, but, you know, but now I have no idea. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> I know it is. It is a lot. Well, let, let me ask you about senior dogs. I know that you have a, I read your book, Don't Dump the Dog. In fact, I have it right in front of me. And it, uh, writing that was, senior chapter was my favorite. Yeah, and, I, and I love it. True. Yeah, it's this is it's totally a great book. And on page one eighty seven, you have a, a chapter on I love old dogs. But I want to tell you guys, if you want a book, and this is just for uh, pet owners for pets of any age, this book is just really entertaining too. But it's um, don't dump the that dog, is, outrageous stories, and I, simple solutions to your worst dog behavior problems. And seriously. I was talking with a friend, Randy, about this, and it's really written like you you talk. You know, it's written. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what it, you know. You know, and uh, I know I love. I got some great reviews, but they, I love that the the common theme and the reviews. His earthy style. I'm like, that's the only style I know to write how I talk. And uh, and the book is funny, but you know, we use it at Stray Rescue uh, as uh, it goes with every adoption. Because most of the reasons why a dog is returned, it's kind of like the revenge of the shelter workers, too. <laughs> most of the dogs <laughs> that are returned, you know, the, you, know you hear the, the excuses are just out of this world, and some of them are just plain dumb, or just laziness on the um, guardian's standpoint. Yeah. So I try to make fun of myself to make sure people know I'm not preaching because I'm not perfect either. But at the same time, there are some simple solutions for the lazy. It's the lazy man's guide yes. to fixing problems. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is just accepting the dog for who it is. Yes, absolutely. Well, let me ask you about older dogs and when it comes to dogs in your shelter. Can We've you- got a great program. Well, it's called so- Seniors sure, for Seniors. Uh-huh. And that came from my mom. Um, she put her last dog down. And I said, well, let me get you two or three more new dogs. <laughs> and, uh, and she uh, said she was a, she's on a fixed income, and, and she's afraid that the dogs may outlive her. And I went to bed that night thinking, I wonder how my mom's a great home for dogs. And I was wondering how many seniors adopt a dog with fear of either dying before the dog or um, can't afford the dog. And so by morning, I started writing a program called Seniors for Seniors. And by the end of the week, it was in the newspaper. And within a month, it got endowed by someone that read the article, an elderly woman in the newspaper. And and the program is, if the dog is, it doesn't need any dog. If you want a dog, it doesn't even have to be senior. We prefer a senior dog Mm -hmm. because we have plenty of them. But it doesn't even have to be a senior. But we push for like 
five and over, mm-hmm. which is five years in a senior, but it's but it's calmer usually by the age of five. And um, if you're 60 years old, it's free. The adoption is free. Mm-hmm. All medical is free. You get a caseworker that can take you to the vet, bring you the dog food you need, any supplies that you may need, and even just give some human companionship to some of the elderly people that don't have anyone. And their whole world evolves around the dog that we give to them. And it's wonderful. And if if they do pass away, um, the dog goes to another senior home. So it's a, such a win-win for us and for the seniors out there because they don't have to worry ever about the problems that my mom worried about. And now she has three little dogs running around her place. Oh, that's um, after I started that. You also have a panda program, right? It's called it's a hospice program oh, the, for dogs. The panda program is awesome. Uh, that's hospice for dogs and god you know it's it's really neat because some people have but the panda program is hospice for dogs we have i was shocked that foster foster parents we have plenty of foster parents for this program it's just it's a tough program though for the person so we also have support you know for the foster parents and, and when i say support for foster parents that we all come together and give hug them and tell, tell them how much they mean to all of us when the dog passes on. But it's a lot of cancer dogs that don't show the outward signs but are dying from it. So we will give them quality of life until they're in pain. And when I, and so they go to a home and live the life of Riley. Um, most of them, you know, the last two dogs last month, they died within about a week after being in the foster home. But I still feel that these guys have never experienced anything. They've lived a life of abuse and uh, and dumped on the streets. So uh, to give them that one week of love, food, no fear, um, and spoiled rotten, they can die with a smile on their face. And I'm going to start crying talking about oh, cause let me tell you something. We go through it because when we go through it all, we go through it as a family at Star yes. Rescue. We really do. Uh, we go through it as a family, and the volunteers that I have, none of this would be possible without them. I get all the credit, and I don't deserve it, because the volunteers and staff do so much. If our listeners have a chance to go on your website, they need to read the story about Dempsey, because it's mm. really very touching, um, and how two of your fosters took care of Dempsey in his last week of life. So, it's um, it's a great program. Yeah, that's a... It is, and it, yeah. and it's and it's pretty. Uh, I'm hoping one day it gets an endowment because I think it's really outside of the box thinking, mm-hmm. and um, and it's a it's a very unique program, uh, especially for a uh, a shelter as big as ours and as busy as ours. So it's uh, but it's also another way to remain no kill. You right. know, we and I don't like the term no kill. It's just a what term would you use in replace of no? Um, you know, I think we should probably, sh- maybe we should just stop labeling mm-hmm. the type of shelter you are because I think it also hurts no kill saying no kill because a lot of people will flock to the kill shelters because they go, oh, they don't need us. That dog isn't going to die. And then what happens is where our census is, is off the charts. And mm-hmm. so if you like, 
the no-kill concept, I think you need to support no-kill when you do adoptions, when you go yeah. to adopt, or they won't be around much longer. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and so that's the, why I don't like the terminology. I mean, do we have to put down an aggressive dog that, that would kill everybody? And we've tried medication and behaviorists and trainers, and it's just as bad as it was from day one. Yes. How many a year? Probably under five a year out of thousands a year that come in. So, you know, it's, you know, so we do have to, but that's the only time we do put them down. We don't put put them down for illness. Mm-hmm. And we don't even put you down for cancer unless you're suffering. Right. And, of course, I've rescued dogs that were hit by cars and stuff that they're dying in my arms. And the only human thing is to put them down. Or they do die in my arms when I'm trying to get them back. And that's another thing. It's real personal on rescuing. Um, it's a very big, long Jeep. looks kind of like a Hummer. We have a couple of those. And uh, if you're dying, you're on my lap while I drive. Because I don't want your last minutes on this planet to think no one cared about you. Oh, Randy. Well, your nickname... Or I, I don't know. I guess I could say your nickname. You're called the Dog Man, and oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's and, and I guess funny when you're in a store. <laughs> hey, Dog Man. Like, I know, Hello? Hey, Dog Man. <laughs> and I guess let me know if we can talk about this. But I know we during our pre interview we talked about this that you shot a reality series, didn't you? Right, I shot a pilot with Warner Brothers and uh, Shadowcatcher Entertainment for called the Dog Man, and. Um, it's in, uh, it's in its, uh, I don't know what it's, when they're coming with the different channels doing budgets right now. It, hopefully, we'll start shooting in the fall. And I haven't told people this. I told you. But uh, and one day when you hear Kelly, I'll show you the pilot. It's funny. Okay. It, it really does show the truth about what goes on in the shelter. That a lot of people may have an idea, but they really don't know. But it, it takes the people along on the rescue and the hell of it and the illnesses and watching the dog be operated on. Um, you know, I just I rescued a dog where they had to remove a bullet from his head. You know, it, mm-hmm. uh, you get to see all of that and then you get to follow the dogs to their final destination, which is a loving home. And uh, you get to see how that happens and and you get to see how weird I am, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's it, it's so it's a very uh, it's very uh, you know it's because I wouldn't do it. I've been asked to do a lot of shows, and I don't. I I said yes to this one. Well, one uh, it, it'll help with donations for Stray Rescue because we're we're always you know we're I always say we live paycheck to paycheck here, and then because uh, we're kind of the underdog charity here, we're I feel like. Uh, we're more well known on a national level than a local level sometimes. That is interesting. But, hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and we did win Shelter of the Year this year. So we are uh, in New York. Uh, that was wow. from wow. I think, uh, Dog Fancy Magazine and Pet Finders. Uh, so they, they could, but it looked like a child pageantry trophy thing. <laughs> 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 so I was like, wow. <laughs> well, all of us laughed at it. It's funny, but we, because you're not doing it for the accolades, you're doing it to, but it was nice to be recognized by the entire country as uh, yeah. America's favorite shelter. And that, that was really neat. That was a, that is, I think, our huge. coolest honor. 
And uh, now I lost my train of thought what I was saying. Well, I was going to ask you, when do you think that um, when it comes to this this pilot, when will we be able to see it? This fall. This fall. If if everything stays on track, it would be And where can you see it? Is it going to be on Animal Planet? Uh, Well, that's the problem. It's going to be on one of three networks. National Geo, National Geographic. Oprah has some network called OWN. Yeah, yeah I've heard of that. I've heard a little bit about that and, one. And A&E. So, that's so, interesting. It's one of three of those. Right, well, the three of them are um, fighting, which makes me feel good. They're fighting I over I love it. it. See, listen to so, you. I guess the two will ever pay money. <laughs> the shy kid from, did you say, and now you have... Washington, D.C. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very shy. I mean, I am. I still am. I mean, like, uh, when it comes to talking about animals, and, and I'm I'm in my office with with my uh, my pit bull Tommy that lives with me, and uh, in my office, he's the meanest dog I ever rescued. He tried to kill me, and uh, I spent two days sleeping in next to his cage and and working with him and. Now he loves seven people here, and me, he just worships, and he's become, you know I mean, he's just awesome. He might have to live here for the rest of his life, but I hope not. I'm going to keep working with him, get him used to more and more people, but he's awesome. Randy, we're going to start wrapping this up. I have one final question, and it's not really for me. I um, asked my Facebook friends, I told uh, my Facebook family that I was going to be interviewing you today, and Karen Callahan has a question for you. She says, sure. where do you see Stray Rescue and the future of homeless pets in 10 years? 10. That's a good number. I'm glad you didn't say five. Um, <laughs> ten. 10. I expect if I can keep this going and keep myself healthy and going, my goal is to see the city of St. Louis addressing the core issue of the problem, which is the poor that have dogs and building a bridge to uh, educate those communities and offer all free services because most people there can't afford dinner for their family. And I was, and I, so in 10 years, I would like to see St. Louis truly a no-kill city and also uh, see people being responsible and, and for their dogs, no matter where you live in our city. And I think we can do it by then. I do think in 10 years uh, we can do it. Uh, I think the biggest, and, I, and if you're in rescue and listening, I, 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 you're, gonna, you're probably going to nod your head. The biggest issue in animal welfare, I think, in St. Louis is nobody wanting to work together. Um, everybody's threatened by each other. The other uh, shelters and organizations out there and a lot of bickering that does nothing to help the animals. So if we need to have uh, the Humane Society of Missouri and Stray Rescue finally start working together, um, I think that's going to be the key. And, you know, right now their executive director isn't too uh, thrilled with with me or Stray Rescue, and I think it's because we do everything outside of the box and and to avoid killing. And And I think we need to check the egos and all that at the door and work together. If we don't collaborate, it's not going to work. So my goal, too, is to bridge that gap and keep sending them olive branches every year until they say yes. 
Well, Randy, I hope that happens someday, you know, and not only in this city, but like you were saying, you know, really in cities all around um, the country to be able to work together. And, um, you know, it is all about it's in the every dogs. community. When I travel, I see it. I mean, that's, I was just in Kansas City last week and doing a book signing in the, um, you know, all the different groups and they, they have the exact same problem that we have here. And I've heard it when I've been in LA, I've heard it, no one works together. And I, I think we need to figure out why, what's so threatening to not work together. My goal is to be out of a job and maybe mm. that's a threat to some people. I want to well, go work at Burger King at the drive through <laughs> It looks fun. I was going to say, really brainless. <laughs> I was going to say, I say this with all sincerity, but I hope that you are out of a job soon when it comes to straight red. Me too. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> you know what? I, that's called retirement, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to live on a farm with a bunch of animals and, uh, and very few people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Randy, uh, this has been a pleasure chatting with you. And well, I had a blast. And just remember strayrescue.org. Strayrescue.org. Thanks so much, Randy. Thank you. And, I, and I'll see you soon, I hope. Okay. I just have a few final thoughts. And I'll try not to get too verklempt. But, you know, I was gone for about three months. And part of the reason was I'd just been really busy with ARF.com. And we're starting another business, My BFF Network, which will match senior pets with senior people. And give them a little alone time for a couple of hours a day. But I also, I lost my running partner, my BFF. Nico passed away in February. And I just want to say a special little word for all of those of you who have senior pets. That is the consequence of having our pets because they're never with us long enough. Miko died at the age of 14 in February, and he was the reason why I started ARF.com and why I got into really wanting to educate people on senior pet ownership. So I miss him terribly. He was the best dog ever, but I know he is in a wonderful spot right now playing with all of his other doggy friends. I miss you terribly, and Miko, you gave me many, many years of love. That is this edition of Sassy Seniors. As always, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.